It feels good in the presence of the Lord on this Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. It is my honor and privilege today to be able to deliver the word of the Lord. Amen. I pray that God would have his way. He's already been moving, but he's not done yet. Service hasn't dismissed. We haven't had a blowout. God wants the word to come forth this morning, and I pray that somebody would receive it today. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Amen. I echo Brother Randy. Amen. We are so delighted to have Brother Yandris here with us this weekend. He is always a blessing. Amen. And we are delighted that he has chosen to be here this weekend with us. And we thank him for that. Amen. Luke chapter 11. Begin reading in verse 29. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. But you can follow along. Luke eleven twenty nine says, as the crowds increased, Jesus said, this is a wicked generation. It asks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the son of man be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them for she came From the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now something greater than Jonah is here. Today, for just a little while, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk to you on the subject. Something greater is here. Something greater is here. Do you believe that this morning? Can you lift your hands all over this place and begin to rejoice? God, we thank you for your presence that is in this place today. God, we are thankful for everything you've done up until this point. God, but I have come to declare today that you are not finished with what you desire to do. For something greater is here. Something that you have never done before. The word said, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the work that you desire to do for those that love you. God, I pray today that you would move in this place. That shackles and chains be broken. That somebody be healed and delivered. But above all else, that somebody receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God, we've got one being baptized today. But I pray there's be others. God, that would want to be changed. God, because the offer is on the table today. And we give you glory and honor and praise today. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated today if you promise to worship. Amen. The message says that there was a crowd that swelled, that he took a fresh tack, and the mood of this age is all wrong. He said, everyone is looking for proof. They're looking for me to do something. Extraordinary. They're looking for a sign, for a miracle. They're looking for proof that I am who I say that I am. But you are looking for the wrong kind, he said. All you're looking for is something to satisfy your lust for miracles. 
Let me start off this morning by saying I believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. I believe that God intends for His church to experience miracles, signs, and wonders. For He said in Mark chapter 16, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's a promise we all ought to shout and rejoice about this morning. That he said, if you believe, if you really believe in me and the words that I am saying, then these signs that we just read shall follow them that believe. But you hear me this morning. There is more to all of this than simply miracles, signs, and wonders. Matthew 7 says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name we've cast out devils. And in thy name have done many wonderful works. They're saying, God, you told us these signs would follow us. And they have followed us. And we have done these works. Are are we not saved? Are we not going to heaven? Are we not going to enter the kingdom of God? The Bible says, he said, then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So while God intends on those things to happen, and he gives us power to see that they do, there is something I believe that is greater. There is one I believe who is greater. It does not make the miracle less great. It doesn't mean the sign is insignificant. It just simply means there is something greater than the sign. I want to ask you this morning. Have we become a people so obsessed with the miracles and signs and wonders that we have forgotten there is something greater? Have we gotten so caught up in the message being preached that we do not realize that there is a sender of that message? I'm afraid the church at large has gotten used to the blessings of God. We have been spoiled by His goodness and His mercy. And I am afraid we have taken for granted the very presence of God. You hear me, I have heard it said and preached, prophesied, testified, exhorted, saying we want to see miracles and believe. It's not a trick question. We all ought to want signs and wonders. You ought to raise your hand and believe. It's not a trick question. We all ought to want to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Jesus promised us them, so why would we not believe Him for that? I believe it is very much His desire that we do see those things. But He did not come and die on a cross just so someone could get out of a wheelchair. The Bible says that He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. 
But you hear me this morning. He died and he rose again so that we could be redeemed. So that us in our fallen state could pick ourselves up off the ground and say, God, I repent of my sins. God, I'm thankful that you do miracle signs and wonders. God, but the greatest wonder of them all is that you look beyond my faults and you saw my need. And you went and died on Calvary. And you buried yourself in a borrowed tomb. And you rose again. There is something greater in the house today than simply waiting for a sign to take place. There is one here today who wants to do more than signs and wonders and miracles. He wants to make sure that you're all saved. Praise God. Praise God. He didn't come and live a sinless life just so the blinded eyes could be opened. That is all great and we can rejoice and shout over those things. But what I am afraid of is that, as Scripture said, we have a lust for miracles. We have a desire to see a sign. We want to see God do something that just blows our mind and leaves us with our jaws on the floor. We want to see the things He does, but we forget Him in the middle of it all. I'm afraid we have gotten our eyes off of the main thing. Because you see, as great as Solomon was, as wise as he was, coming to hear him was not wrong. In fact, it would be quite beneficial for you to heed his word. But there is now one on the scene that Scripture says is greater than him. There are people who repented at the preaching of Jonas in Nineveh. Hallelujah. Praise God for one of the greatest revivals that ever took place. And that's wonderful and we should rejoice. But he said there is now one here that is even greater than that. There is always purpose to every problem that we face. Everything we go through, it it is life. It happens to everyone, but it is for a reason. It is for a purpose. And may us going through this not take our eyes off of the main thing and forget why maybe this is happening in the first place. The purpose is often missed because we think it was something current and it was just life and our situation. But little do we know the ripple effect that has taken place because of this event. Daniel, we know the story of Daniel who was placed in a den of lions. But the story of Daniel was not to show that God can just shut the mouth of lions. The purpose was not to show that God can bring you up out of your situation. While all of that makes good preaching and we could rejoice at that today and have good church. And it is all fact. The purpose was what at the end of the day... Scripture says, then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of that den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him. Again, that's all great and wonderful. But in every dominion of my king six, I make a decree today that in every dominion of my kingdom, Men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For He is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom which shall not be destroyed and His dominion shall ever be forevermore. He delivereth and rescueth and He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. You see, He recognized the miracle 
miracle. He recognized the wonder of what had just happened. But he said all of this is because of him. All of this is because there is somebody who showed up on the scene that is greater than your problem. That is greater than what you're going through. That is greater than what you're facing. And I want everybody in my kingdom to know it was the God of Daniel that did it. It wasn't just happenstance. It wasn't an accident. But God showed up to make sure somebody knew he was the true and the living God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into a fiery furnace. We love the story and we rejoice in the fact that they stood. That point was made, but it was not the purpose. They were saved from the fire and had a fourth one walking in the flame. Again, a point was made, but that was not the purpose. But that's good stuff. That's a sign. That's something for others to look in awe and look and be amazed. That's something they can look at and say, wow, this is, this is good stuff. This is, this is miraculous. This is a sign and a wonder and we can rejoice in that. That's the good stuff we like to sing about and preach about and shout about. But that was not the ultimate purpose. For the Bible says then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, changed the king's mind, changed the king's perspective, and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. This is somebody totally different. But God, once again, is saying, I want you to realize all of this stuff is great. But I am greater than all of this that you're facing. What you're dealing with, I understand it's a great struggle. But I want you to know today that I am greater. He said, therefore, I make a decree that every people, every nation and language which speak anything against this God of Shadrach, Meshach, Shack and Abednego shall be cut into pieces. The purpose was for people to see that he alone is God and that there is no one beside him. The purpose was not just so they could walk around in their chains and worship. We like to do that and thank God for it. But the point was that somebody's heart would be turned, that somebody's eyes would be opened, that they would see this God is really the true and living God. This God they've been singing about today and worshiping about today. He is not some fictional character. He is the true and living God. He is greater than my sickness. He's greater than my failure. He's greater than my fire. He's greater than my flood. He's greater than my lion. He's greater than my giant. He's greater than my heart disease. He's greater than my headache. He's greater than anything that I'm going through today. And that something greater is here. It's in the house today. He is walking. He is moving. He is ministering in the place today. Something greater is here. 
He said, you've been looking for a sign. You've been looking for a miracle. You've been looking for a way out. Here he is. He's right here. He's right here. He's in the pew beside you. He inhabits the praises of his people. He is omnipresent. He is an ever faithful God. He tells that generation you're looking for a sign. Here's your sign. Here's the thing you're really looking for. Here's the answer you're really searching for. I know there's sickness in your body and you're wanting to make it just disappear. But I'm telling you there's something greater than even that. There's something deeper. There's something stronger than all of that. When Elijah went before the prophets of Baal. And they said we're going to call out to our God. And you call out to your God. And at the end of all of this. We'll see who's really God. We'll let the God who answers by fire. We'll let him be God. The purpose was not so Elijah could get a big head. And leave that place puffed up. The point was not that Elijah could go around brushing dust off his shoulder saying, I sure showed them. The point was that that did happen. But the purpose was that all of those people there that day could say, my God, we called out to ours. And he didn't even answer. And Elijah's God not only answered, but he answered by fire. He answered the very way we said we were going to settle this argument. So you know what? I I guess I'm going to leave this place believing that He is the one and true and faithful God. My God didn't work for me. My gods didn't do anything for me. My medicine isn't helping. The things I've been trying isn't working. But God, I see the day that you are real. I notice that something greater is in this place today. Something greater than you have ever done before. God, you're moving. You're here in this place today. God, and I leave this place with a changed mind. Paul and Silas... They had their clothes rent and were beaten. The Bible says that when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into a prison, charging the jailer who kept them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stalks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners Heard them. And suddenly there was an earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Now we shouted about all of that Sunday night when they sang a song to this effect. And we ought to shout every time somebody's prison door just swings wide open. We ought to lift our hands and shout and get excited when somebody who was just sitting beside us, chains begin to break and fall off because we praise God and it makes good preaching. That's great and wonderful. But there is something greater here in this story. It's great and we rejoice in that, but the story is not over. Because you see, there was one there that was more bound than any who had chains. 
There was one there who needed deliverance in the spirit more than Paul and Silas needed it in the physical. It was that jailer who was watching over them. And the Bible says, and the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors opened. Seeing that everybody else was free and seeing what had taken place, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Now, I want to ask you a question today. If God opened your prison door. And God broke your chains. And He said, I want you to be free. I want the people beside you to be free. I want you to experience deliverance. I want the people in this section to receive deliverance. I want over here to receive deliverance. And the prison doors open and your chains fall. Why are you all still there if there was not a greater purpose? Why is Paul and Silas still there if there was not something greater that needed to be done? You say, well, what can possibly be greater than chains falling off? What can possibly be greater than somebody being delivered? I'll tell you what. It's that jailer who looks at them and he comes trembling and he looks up and he says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to receive what you have? I want it. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll pay whatever price. I just want the Holy Ghost. I want to be saved. And so Paul and Silas said, all right, let's go to your home and let's have a little Bible study. And by the end of that night, before morning ever showed up, that man and his whole family not only were baptized in the name of Jesus, but they all believed in God. You hear me this morning? There is purpose in your pain. There is a reason for your struggle. There's a reason all of this is happening. And that is because God says, I've got something greater than miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to save you. I want to redeem you. I want to pick you up from the way of life you've been going and turn you around. Praise God. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? We love to sing about it and preach about it. There have been countless messages preached about the praising in the midnight hour. Praising God and in turn, God is going to set somebody else free. Singing praises will break your chains and open doors. And that is great and wonderful this morning. But unfortunately, that is a lot of times where we get hung up. A lot of times we read that awesome story about what happened and we close the Bible rejoicing about what God did for Paul and Silas. That was not about Paul and Silas. That was about a jailer that was there who was lost, who was bound in his own kind of chains, who was in his own prison and said, I I just got to be saved. I just have to be saved. We get excited about the awesome things that God does and we should, but there is something greater. There is something greater than shackles being broken. Something greater than prison doors being open and getting to be freed. 
The purpose was that there was a lost soul there, a soul on the verge of conversion, but just needed a little bit of help. So after all of this, that jailer went outside and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I'm thankful for signs and miracles and wonders, but if there is something greater, you hear me today, I want it. You hear me this morning, if someone who was blind came into our church service and we laid hands on them and they recovered their sight and they were able to see again and began to rejoice, I promise you I would be one of the first ones running around and rejoicing and leaping and getting excited. I would have a problem though if they left healed but also left lost. I would have a huge gap in my heart and and just feel burdened if they left healed and restored in body, but their soul was still damned for an eternal hell. I'm thankful prison doors are open. I'm thankful chains fall. But if I am set free but am not saved, I might as well have died a prisoner. You see, I, I feel because we have seen people get the Holy Ghost. We've seen that happen on a regular. We've seen people lift their hands and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm afraid it has become a common thing to us. And we are like the people here that says, well, we've seen some of this stuff before. We want to see something new. I have never seen blinded eyes open. I have never seen the dead come back to life. I haven't seen it with these two eyes. I've heard about it. I've heard that some of you have seen those things, but I have not seen it. But I have seen something greater. I have seen a little child come up that doesn't really know much about anything. But they do know how to lift their hands and begin to say, I love you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I want the Holy Ghost, Jesus. And tears begin to fall. And they begin to speak a language that they do not know as God begins to fill them with the Holy Ghost. Now, I am a little jealous that some of you have seen the miracle signs and wonders we're talking about today. But there is nothing greater than somebody receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing greater than making sure you and your family are saved. I might go to heaven with no arm and no leg, but if I'm in heaven, I'm rejoicing because I have been saved. I have been purchased by His blood. He said that is why I have come. We quoted it last week. He said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I have come to be the lamb slain. I have come to be the one to take on their sin and nail it to a cross and die. I have come to be their redeemer. That is why I am here. He come to save you and me. It has been done before and the Holy Ghost is something we've seen so we don't jump up and down and get all excited like we used to. But there was a time where that was new. Brother Glass talked about it. There was a time where people came from all over because the Holy Ghost fears were being opened up. and Not because blinded eyes were just being opened. Not because deaf ears were being opened up and unstopped. It was because the Holy Ghost was falling. It was because people heard that they could come one way and leave another. And they could leave forever saved. Something greater than being healed is being made whole. Something greater than just simply getting to leave Egypt is ensuring that you and your family make it to your promised land. 
Something greater than prison doors opening and chains being broken is someone receiving a spiritual freedom. Somebody receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some of us have wondered why we are in the place we are in right now. We ask God, Lord, are you trying to teach me a lesson? Are you trying to teach me something? God, am I in prison so that I can see you deliver? God, am I in the den of lions or the fire because of something that I did? And God is saying, no, I'm doing it so people will know who I am. So that people will see what I am capable of. So that people can see that no matter what they are going through, no matter what they are facing, that the God you are serving is greater than all of those things. That the God you are serving would keep you from the fire, but the ones that put you into the fire were cast down. I don't want to just leave them in awe and wonder. I want them to be changed. I want them to be converted. I want them to be believers. I'm thankful that miracles signs and wonders take place I'm thankful that my disciples are going and they are doing works but greater than that I want you to be saved and I want you to have an everyday relationship with me I want to walk with you I want to talk with you and I want to show you that something greater is here can we stand all over this house today you're looking for a sign of salvation he said look no further I am that sign. I am what you need. I am what you have been looking for. I am greater. They were more concerned with the ways than the way maker. They were more concerned seeing a miracle than they were the miracle worker. They were fanatics, but they had their focus on the wrong thing. In our text this morning, there were a group of people who were looking unto Jesus Asking for proof. They were asking for evidence. They were wanting him to do something that would leave the crowd with a bunch of oohs and ahs. Showing by some demonstration that he was who he said he was. But Jesus was telling them all the proof you need is standing right in front of you. I've come to tell somebody here today all the proof you need. It's here. The evidence you've been searching for, it's here. The healing you've been searching for, it's here. The breakthrough you've been looking for, it's here. I've come to tell somebody today, the answer to your problem is here today. I understand your trial has been a lot for you to deal with, but something is greater than your trial. I understand you've seen a lot of heartache, but something greater than your heartache is here. Sickness, He's greater. Heart disease, He's greater. Addiction, He's greater. Depression, He's greater. Greater life, there is something greater here today. Greater than any bottle, greater... Something great, greater than any doctor, lawyer, banker, you name it. Something greater is in the house today. If you need God to show himself strong to you today, would you step out of your aisle and come to the altar today? He is here in this place. He is moving in this place today. He said, don't look any further. I'm right here today. 
I'm here today. The very thing you've been searching for. The very thing you've been looking for. He is here. It's not a something. It is a someone. And his name is Jesus. Working in God, I want I that greater. God, I want to see souls saved. I want to see somebody filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, if there is somebody here today that has never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you right now to lift your hands and say, God, I repent of all of my sin. God, I turn away from every wrong I have done. God, I realize tonight I cannot change my past. I realize this day I cannot go back. God, but from this day forward, I can choose differently. Oh, God, wash me. Being healed, I want to be saved. Oh, more than being delivered, I want to make sure I'm saved.